tell us how you feel. How do you process your feelings? And we'd love to know like what your tips and tricks are to feel better, to process anger, fear, anxiety, whatever it is. Hi everybody, welcome back to Let's Talk PMA, where we focus on the four C's of mental toughness. Confidence in yourself and your abilities. Control of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Commitment to yourself, your team, and your sport. And challenge, to accept all challenges as opportunities, not threats. Morning, Allie. Hello, how are you? I know, week. Both had a big weekends, huh? Very big weekends. Very big weekends. Fun weekends. Well, you had a longer, like, vacation than I did. I left on Wednesday for my life coach conference in Dallas. Came home Saturday. Amazing. And you went and saw friends that you haven't seen for a while. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Got to see some friends and had a really great time. Good. Some one-on-one on one time with Winter. and Perfect. I'm sure you needed it. Not it's hard to... living with your parents. Hey, now. Hard living with your kids after they've been gone for years. No, it's not that bad, but it's hard not having your own space. It is hard not having your own space. Um, we recognize it, too, but I think we've all done a pretty well job. Pretty good. Pretty well. We're all pretty easy, though. Like, we're not really very, like... I think we're all like, okay, how long is this going to last? But we're okay at the moment. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard because winter and i were just like i don't want to go back i don't want to go back i don't want to go back we we're like if we had anywhere to stay and like stay on the west side we would oh because of us no just we just don't like tri-cities that well mm-hmm. not really not really that we don't like tri-cities we just we like the bigger you like the hustle and bustle of the big yeah more to do more more to do more opportunities more people not everyone in your grill <laughs> oh pug walking by so funny um yeah i guess that's kind of really what we're talking about right now really flows into what i want to talk about today which was feelings my conference this weekend our theme was all around feelings and how feelings are really if you think about it they run our lives. Um, our emotions, how we feel about things, when we push things down, when we get excited, um, when we feel shame, when we feel fear, all those things um, truly run our lives. And we don't really realize it until we break down or you know, we just get overly excited about something or um, whatever the emotion is. But nine times out of 10 times out of 10, I wanna say, um, our emotions drive our actions for sure. Um, so like we were talking about, you know, processing our emotions and that really got me thinking about athletes, kids, especially younger kids, when they get so emotional and a lot of times it has nothing to do with what's going on on the court, but it has everything to do with their outside influences. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. Um, they take what their parents have said, what their friends have said, what, whatever feelings they're going through from whatever said, and they carry it in with them. And they don't know how to leave it at the door, number one. Or if they leave it in the door, then what does that mean? That means they push it down 
they don't know how to process yeah. it until something else happens that triggers more feelings that it explodes. And well, you know, a lot of kids. Kinda, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just gonna say a lot of kids. You know, if you say what's wrong, and when they say I don't know. Yeah. Because or they, it's more of, it's more of a, oh nothing, oh nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not because they know most of the time. Maybe the younger kids are the I don't knows, but most of the time it's just like oh nothing, oh nothing, oh nothing. But like, I watch it all the time and mm-hmm. most of the time it's the parents and i'm like you just need to give yeah. them some space yeah and that's like the hardest part like i mean even working at um the company i work for now it's not the same like it's you know individual training but like you get these kids that are super competitive and they're like so upset that they're struggling and then i've seen anywhere from like these kids absolutely freaking out and like having breakdowns and the parents doing nothing and just being like yeah he's like this all the time Mm -hmm. to the parents being overwhelming like you need to listen you need to do this you need to do that and it's like okay let's find this happy medium where it's like hey you're fine just it's your first time here or you're how are you gonna get better if you don't keep doing it you know like so that's why like for coaches you know we talk about coaches all the time how important they are and I think working at this company I work for now, I've kind of learned that, you know, it's, it's different because it's a different kind of environment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more just the kids and then the parents can come and help if they want to, or like hover, but the coaches don't help a ton, but that, but it does make a difference. And it is important, you know, like that the coaches are there for those times where it's like, let me step in and let me use my tools to like, de-escalate this mm-hmm. situation right you know and and as coaches we have to figure out how to get the kids to open up or get people to open up and it's scary to process when you don't really want to feel it because you think it's going to hurt more um when i'm angry or if i don't know if i'm angry or upset with what my parents have said um i feel ashamed or i feel just hurt in general well, if I say why I'm hurt, I may get in trouble, mm-hmm. right? And so it's a fine line, but at the same time, if they don't get out, if we don't get out, what's bothering us and what's processed that fear, there's so much more feelings that come on top of it. No, absolutely. But if we were able to let the kids, let us as adults, whatever process, whatever feeling we get to right when it happens, then think how much freer we would be. You know, we, our actions would be so much different because we'd be driving our actions from a totally different space, a totally different feeling, and maybe it would just be better. Yeah. You know, because um, a lot of times if you're angry, if you're fearful, shameful, and you have those feelings, you're not performing at your best. You know, those goals that you have, when you're going after those goals with those feelings, then you have a hard time because anything you do you're piling more shame or more fear or more guilt or just not being able to perform at your best because you have these deep inner feelings of i can't do it yeah well i mean you and i couldn't talk like that until recently you know like it it took a, a really long time you know a lot of especially you know in high school and i did not 
I didn't talk to you about my feelings. I didn't talk to you unless it was like an extreme situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept it all to myself because a lot of times if I did share, I would either get in trouble or I didn't get the support I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And like that that's like kind of me too is like if I'm feeling an emotion or like something extreme and if I do want to share it it's most of the time I'm not looking for you to pity for me I'm not looking for you to solve my situation I'm just looking for you to say I understand I get it or like I'm here for you Mm -hmm. and I think that's what a lot of kids are looking for too um so as I've gotten older and like I do this in my relationship too it's like you know I'm just, I just need to share my feelings. Like, this is just how I feel about it. I'm not looking for an apology. I'm not looking for any of this. I just need you to understand how I feel mm-hmm. um, and just take that into consideration. And, you know, we're a lot better about that now. And, you know, even things from a long time ago, we've been able to bring up and talk about and say, hey, I don't appreciate this. Or mm-hmm. you, you know, either way, you know, don't you can't talk to me like that or you know I need you to communicate in a different way Mm -hmm. I think that's where us as parents have to learn to listen you know learn to say I hear you I see you I hear you um and once you know we did that just not even too long ago you brought up something and I was like Allie I hear you I see you I understand what you're saying I will work on it Mm -hmm. you know and I think just that acknowledgement for both of us was like, okay, you know, I, I do hear you. And I'm not just saying it. I do hear you. And um, I will work on, you know, trying yeah. to be better. But, you know, a lot of times parents get into the role of I'm, I'm in control. I have that power because you're my child. Um, I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I did. You know, I want you to be better. I want you to be more, you know. And so we kind of take a power place. And as parents... I'm the, I'm the adult. Right. Or I want to live through, you know, we live through our kids a lot of times. And if we can step back and let our kids take their own journeys and understand that you have your own, your own journey that you have to live through, that you own your own mistakes, your own successes. And sometimes I can be a guide and I can be a teacher and I can be a shoulder to cry on and I can be there for you at every step of the way and I will be 100%. But I also have to let you take your own journey. And if parents can learn that and see that letting our kids take their own journeys, make their own mistakes, and just be there to guide them along those journeys when they need us, then it opens them up to being so much more. So much more confident so much more just being able to feel their feelings you know and to work through the things that they're going to go through they're going to go through a lot and they may go through the same things you did hopefully not and sometimes they're going to be above and beyond and sometimes they're going to go through things that you never even thought they would go through yeah and so we just can't predict and we try to predict you know we try to control the future and um i think it's time to reevaluate us as parents. I just think that we as parents need to step back a little bit and give our kids just a little bit of space to be our kids um, and always be their support. Um, 
and let them know that, you know, we'll support them always. Mm-hmm. And they're our kids, you know? Yeah. And that's our role. Yeah. It's really, like, refreshing because some, like, at the company I work for is a, like, advanced technology training facility. And there's some parents and some kids who come in and I'm like, you know, hey, you guys need any help or anything? And it's like, you know, the kid will say nope. And then a parent would be like, oh, no, he's just having fun. Like, the, there are, like, kids that come in and they're just there to just enjoy. Mm-hmm. Just play the games to just do it because they enjoy it. And the mm-hmm. parents are like, yeah, of course, they're I'm going to. They're out. They're not playing video games. <laughs> well, they are kind of playing video but games. But it, it's yeah. an active video game. Right. <laughs> But, like, it's, it's really, like, refreshing to do to see those parents who are just there to, you know, let them let their kid just have fun, you know? And it's like, yeah, he's just not really here to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not trying to be the best. He just loves playing and wants yeah. to keep playing. And so I just, you know, like, that's, like, that's so, like, so cool. And, like, just, like, kind of refreshing as a coach to see because – most people who put their kids in, especially an advanced training mm-hmm. facility, they're there to make their kid the best. Right. And um, so it's really cool. And like the selflessness of that, um, you know, I was listening to a story from uh, a fa- like a, a close friend, family, and um, um, but they were, tell- they were talking about the story of, you know, a family where the parents are just like extremely selfish and um there's not a single day in their lives that they couldn't just like put themselves aside Mm -hmm. and like you know like a wedding day and the whole wedding day it was about them and not about their kid and I was like you know it's just really sad how can you not put five hours not even a full 24 hours you can't give your kid five hours of selflessness of all your feelings all your everything aside and just let them be happy and be happy for them Mm -hmm. you know and and it's it's just like so sad I'm like why did you have kids if you can't you know like that's so it's so sad and um you know that's when you get the kids who or don't know how to deal with their feelings and don't know how to deal with their emotions and don't know how to communicate because they've always been number two or number three to everybody else right to their family to everyone like they're nothing and so like that and that's really hard yeah that's and a lot of parent kid relationships are ruined you know I think I think about my relationship with you and I think about my relationship with Quentin and, you know, is it perfect? Absolutely not. But is it, is it everything that I would want? Absolutely. hundred percent. I'm involved with you guys. Um, talk to you guys almost every day. Um, I wouldn't change that for the world, you know? And I think, gosh, you know, there's, there's times where I don't talk to Quentin for a week or so. And I'm, you know, it's always like, okay, well, I need to, I need to touch base. It may not be for very long, but I understand his life. I understand he's very, very busy. I understand, but I also understand that he appreciates me. And I understand that I do have a part in and his life. And that's his personality. And that's, and that's his personality. And that's and I have I respect that. 
if I didn't respect that, I would be hurt, you know? And, um, and that, that's, you know, it's, it's always learning too. So I've had to learn to understand that that's his personality as well. Um, and you and I, of course, are different because number one, we live together, but another number two, we do always talk even when you weren't here. And so we just have that different relationship. But again, we've had to come through a lot of things. You know, I was talking this weekend about, you know, my relationship with my kids. And I was like, Allie and I weren't, there was a point in my, or growing up that I didn't think I was ever going to have a relationship with her. And, um, and look where we are, you know, I'm like, she's the best business partner I could ever have. And we are building this amazing thing. And I would trade it for the world. Yeah. You know, and so I can't imagine being a parent that doesn't have a relationship with their kids. And sometimes it's a choice. They don't want to, or it's too much, you know, or they've, they've just saturated. They don't know how. Yeah. They've saturated the, the relationship and they just can't. And everyone has, like I said, everyone has their own journey and that's fine. But um, sometimes we have to put aside our own feelings yeah. about things to let others grow. That's why I think it's so important to like be able to process those feelings mm-hmm. and not just put them down because, you know, Carry you, it get, on. you get parents who have been holding these feelings and of whatever, you know, whatever feelings they may be for 20, 30 years. And it's like, what did that do to your life? Right. Well, and sometimes it carries on. It, exactly. It's like, so it's just like, I feel like when you hold a feeling down, like it becomes your personality mm-hmm. and then it translates. So every single time you're around someone, hello, B. <laughs> hello, B. Oh. You don't need to be in my face, though. Nope. Um, but, you know, then you get like you when that person's around, you just like. Sometimes you don't want to be around people when they, you know, because you can just tell that they're constantly looking for that feeling, mm-hmm. you know, like. They're trying to have to always work hard to make them happy because they can't do it themselves. Yeah. You know. So I think, I think the biggest part of the takeaway today is, you know, if we learn to process our feelings right away, you know, understand, like, Shame comes up a lot. You know, if I didn't do something correctly, I feel shame. I feel regret. I feel guilty. Um, I think for myself, that's probably the biggest thing that I've had to work on is just that and why, you know. And if we can learn why we feel a certain way, you know, like if I had a client that didn't like what I had, it was complete shame. And it, it ended up being from a long time ago, from a job that I worked at many years ago and it carried over for many years yeah um but once I learned and it it progressed into when I end up having my own business I couldn't make it my business grow because I always felt shame and I never felt proud of my work and that's sad because I was always told I did great work I have work all around you know our town and um but I don't feel proud of it yeah. Because I never processed that shame. I never processed that guilt. Well, how did you, how did you, like, learn how to process it? And, like, you know, what, because, like, yeah, I know you've taken a lot of different directions mm-hmm. um, to try to find a way that sticks. But I feel like now you've kind of found a way that works for you. So mm-hmm. what did you do to be able to 
push past those um, feelings that were like pushed down and well, holding was, you back. It was so um, profound. But anytime okay. I had a job that I had that something went wrong, I just would recognize through my whole body. And it wasn't just in my head. It was like in my chest. My chest would get heavy. My stomach would hurt. My whole body would just be like numb. And um, I would just be filled with shame. And I started to really recognize that and understand, like, why do I get this? Where is it coming from? Where did it come? You know, how did I start this? And I started to just think back when it started. And I know when it did. And then I started to understand that I just had to start believing in myself and saying my affirmations, telling myself anytime it happened, this isn't, I'm better than this. It's okay to make a mistake. I'm not perfect. And I'll admit to anyone, I'm not perfect. Um, I see the big picture. I'm not, you know, I've had to work very hard to be detail oriented. Um, and it's still hard, but I don't have to feel shame over that. Yeah. I can admit to my clients, hey, I'm going to give this to you for, you know, proofing. Um, because I am not detail-oriented sometimes. Sometimes I miss it because I see the big picture. I see what I want it to look like, right? Um, and so, but it's taken a long time to be okay with making mistakes. Yeah. And it's um, it's a constant practice of recognizing. Yeah. And a constant practice of, you know, saying, I am amazing. I am amazing at what I do. Constant recognizing of, it's okay to process that feeling yeah it's like that self-awareness absolutely 100 percent. i do that with like my athletes a lot like you know um for basketball when on their shots you know it's like mm -hmm. okay you know when you shoot your shot perfectly there's a feeling there's a feeling, there's a feeling. Mm -hmm. once you're aware there's a feeling and once you become self-aware you can like I know when I push or if um you know I didn't use my legs or I used my thumb or you know like right. just like the little things like I know I always know when I'm doing little things so I know when I'm gonna miss my shot right and so you know it's it's that same thing you do it with sports you do it with you know I'm sure you do it with football you do it with track you know if you off your start or whatever mm -hmm. but you know when you do something off mm -hmm. and it's that self-awareness and so it's the same thing with those feelings and those emotions once you become self-aware like I know when I'm about to start feeling very anxious mm -hmm. and I know that the steps I need to take so what are the steps that you take when you start feeling anxious that was a big thing for you well I'm still working on it <laughs> <laughs> um I, I think honestly, my biggest thing for anxiety is like, sometimes it sneaks up on me and I don't notice it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh shoot, I'm like get my social anxiety and I get like sweaty and like weird and it's, it's like really bad. But um, my biggest thing is if I notice it, I can calm myself back down to say, you're fine. You know, like whatever I'm starting to feel anxious about, I just reassure myself like, you are fine. You are going to be okay. This thing is not as detrimental as you're thinking it's going to be, you know, like it's going to turn out way better than it's going to be like that positive mental attitude, you know, because mm -hmm. anxiety is very negative driven. 
Um, so that like for me, it's really just like recognizing and then I can call myself down from there. Obviously every time, you know, everything's a little bit different. So sometimes I need to take a step back. Sometimes I need to, you know, maybe isolate myself for a little bit. Um, sometimes I need to just talk it out, you know, like with someone that I trust. Um, so it just, it varies, Mm -hmm. but my biggest thing is like when we went this weekend, we were almost there. We were probably like five minutes out from our location. And I was like, I'm getting anxious. I'm getting nervous. And we just talked it out. It's going to be fine. It's not that big of, you know, like you're going to have a good time and, you know, it's not going to be a big deal. Um, so you're just talking yourself down from it. So, you know, it's just, I think self-awareness is, 100%. is for, I mean, for skills, for, um, you know, your physical things, your lifestyle, for your feelings, for your thoughts, you know, you just have to recognize, mm-hmm. you know, I recognize when I'm headed down a negative pathway and I know what it's going to do to me. Right. So, well, and you can write down like the little things like, okay, when I thought this way, when I had this mindset or when I started talking bad about myself, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm recognizing this is happening. I'm going down this slope. Okay, I'm going to stop myself before I reach the the list of all the things that could happen if I reach the end. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Which I think is such amazing thing. You know, just, I know your story, of course, but um, how far that you've been able to take yourself from the beginning, you know, till now. And, you know, most people don't even know that you have major anxiety. You know, most people are like, what? Are you crazy? Allie's the most confident person I know. Yeah. You know? Most people but, get a very, very shocking, like, <laughs> that's, no, that's not lying. true. I don't believe you're that. But, you know, but it's a very real thing. And I, and I know that, but, um, but you, you've worked so hard and we've worked so hard to help you to get that. Yeah. You know, like when it first happened, it was a long, long, long process and going through many different um, things to get you where you are, which is amazing. Um, but I think of, of the anger, you know, that, that comes along with that because yeah. you don't understand, you know, and I think a lot of anger comes with, you don't, sometimes you don't know why you're angry, Yeah. you know, and sometimes just saying, okay, I'm not going to feel it anymore. I'm not, I'm just, it's just not going to be there. Yeah. Or sadness, you know, a lot of people don't want to deal with sadness or death in the family. I don't, I don't want to deal with the sadness. I don't want to deal with the breakup. I don't want to deal with what I'm feeling because it's not worth it for me. Yeah. Well, if you don't deal with it, what happens? Yeah. You know, so it comes out. I talk to your dad about it all the time. You know, you have to process these feelings. Nope, I don't. And then if he doesn't, what happens? Yeah. He ends up blowing his stack. You know, things that are just minor become major. Yeah. And so, but if we were to process them right away, get all the uncomfortable feeling out, talk about it, you know, even though it's super uncomfortable and even though it's, you may cry and you may feel really hurt then, what happens when you talk it out? Yeah. All of a sudden there's a relief. There's that pressure isn't there anymore and it's done. And then you're like, the heck, why didn't I just do that earlier? You know, I could have been done with this so much earlier. Yeah. Well, and 
it can go in like conversations too like I do that with winter you know mm -hmm. I'll just like we'll be talking and then I can tell when he's like not wanting to talk about something or like he's like frustrated or mm -hmm. you know just kind of like a I'm done kind of thing and mm -hmm. so I'm like okay instead of shutting down and just ending it why don't you just communicate with me yeah let's you talk done. this out then I'm not going to be frustrated and I'm not going to be worried and I'm not going to be all these things and you're not going to be all those Creating things too. more thoughts about what's going on yeah because <laughs> I don't know true. everything that's going on so then I start you know snowballing mm -hmm. so um another way I was thinking too about like you know you we talk, talk a lot about like noticing your thoughts um and I think noticing your thoughts can be like probably the hardest thing to find mm -hmm. um but another way to like notice is physical signs mm -hmm. like for me um I've noticed recently which this is actually it's a new thing that I've started doing when I get anxious is I spin my earrings mm -hmm. I will like literally just sit here like this talking to someone and I'm just like anxious and mm -hmm. I'm like you know just spinning my earrings around um shaking my legs or you know I know shaking your legs is a lot people will you know pick out their your their nails and right no eye contact or like you know afraid to look at someone sweating things like you know things like yeah. that but you know like for me I just noticed like I spin my earrings a lot I never did that before it's a new like little tick I have apparently <laughs> but you know like it, sometimes if you can notice the physical you'll notice a physical sign before you notice the mental signs right because you I mean, we could be in a conversation and I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm going like this now I know. And now you know. See, now <laughs> like, she okay, knows. Now but now I know. Anxious, you know. I, we're in a conversation, and I'm, like, involved in this. I'm not thinking about what I'm thinking. I have no idea what I'm thinking. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm spinning my earrings. Yeah. So find, find signs. You yeah. know, you can find the little signs and then figure out how to counteract the signs mm -hmm. and maybe a couple words or thoughts that you can put in your head to calm me down or to bring you back to that neutral or positive state right and, and like you said just recognizing recognizing what thoughts what your thoughts are creating that feeling you know and once you have that feeling because you've thought something and just trying to process it um recognizing it processing why do i have this thought about this why why do i feel this way when i'm thinking this um, what's triggering me and trying to figure out, I mean, it could just be you're triggered from something way back in the past, right? Um, it could be months ago. It could be years ago. It could be just an hour ago. It doesn't matter. But something has triggered that thought. Something has triggered that feeling. And sometimes we don't know how to process that, how to understand that. But if you recognize it, write it down. I felt this way and I felt angry because I was thinking this when this happened. Yeah. Um, why? And I mean, we talk about the thoughts all the time and what they trigger, but now we really need to understand that if we can process those feelings, that we can go after our goals so much easier. Yeah. Because, you know, when I have the thought of, I don't want to go to the gym or I don't want to go for a walk because I don't want everyone in the gym looking at me. I am very self-conscious at the gym. No one probably is looking at me. No one cares, right? Um, but 
I have that trigger of I do not want people seeing me work out. It's yeah. just that it just is. And it's just my own, my own self-consciousness, yeah. you know, and I get it. But, you know, once I talk it out and I get it, I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of stupid, Jessica. Well, no one really cares. Just so go to the gym and do it. Because, like, last week when we went to the gym and, you know, we're, like, recording our workouts <laughs> and everything. And she's, I'm like, our first one that we ever did, we did, like, a finish high five. And now it's like our thing. So we finish a workout and we like run and jump and high five. <laughs> in front of the whole gym. And the last time we did it, there was like four people standing like right there. And we were like, <laughs> okay, let's do it. But then it was it's kind of like, funny. Yeah, nobody cares. Fun. And no one cares. And who cares if they do? You know, we're just having fun. We're enjoying our workout. We're doing it for, you know, our listener, our listeners and our fans. And, and it's fun. You know, and it, that shows our personality, which we'll just have fun together and um, our goofiness, I guess. But yeah, learn to learn to just to process and just to, don't be afraid to be you. I think that's a really big thing, and I think that's why a lot of times those thoughts and the anxieties and the the pushing the feelings down is because you're afraid to just be who you are. Yeah and that is the goal i think that's the goal that everyone should work for is just learn how to embrace who you are show everybody who you are whether that means you're a grumpy person because some people are just naturally grumpy (laughs) or if you're just a happy person whether you're anywhere and everywhere in between just embrace who you are and every day you you are kind of a different person so just embrace it and show everybody who you are because how can how can we learn to accept each other and how can we make honestly how can we make a world a better place if we can't be ourselves we can't all fake and try to be like other people you know no that doesn't work it doesn't work and then we all just become unhappy and take everything out on other people and you never know who to trust people pleasers but we're not pleasing anybody because we're really not pleased ourselves. Please so. yourself. <laughs> Instead of being a people pleaser, be a self pleaser. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you can self please, you're that's not. If you can, <laughs> you can. <laughs> if you can make yourself happy too, but if anyway, <laughs> if you can be happy with who you are, then you make the world such a happier place. <laughs> that's what I want that, to say. That's what we mean by that. Yes. But you do, you. <laughs> you do you. You do you, boo. It's all right. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, feel your feelings and process them. Talk them out whenever you can. Feel them, understand them, understand where they're coming from, and don't let them build on top of each other. And especially those negative feelings. Your life's 50-50. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be sad sometimes. You're going to be angry sometimes. You're going to be happy. You're going to be excited. Um, that's what makes life whole. Hey, it's just like an inside out. Right. You have all these feelings and you have all of them for a reason. They all play a part and they're all important. Absolutely. You don't have to be happy all the time. You don't have to be angry all the time. You don't have to be anything all the time. You have all your feelings. Embrace them understand them understand them and let them be yeah move on and be the best you can be 
that's what I think we should all strive for. Yeah. Be the best you can be. Absolutely. Go after your goals. Be the best you can be and make it everything you want. So. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching. Um, again, just, you know, be yourself and don't be afraid to show everyone who you are and find those triggers and um, be self-aware. Learn how to do it. And if you need help, feel free to DM us or comment in the comment section below. Tell us how you feel. How do you process your feelings? And we'd love to know like what your tips and tricks are to feel better, to process anger, fear, anxiety, whatever it is. Share your feelings with us. We would love to know. Um, I'm sure others would too. Yeah. Feel free to email us as well or um, check out our website to get your workbooks. Um, you can message us on there as well. We'd love to hear from all of you. We are still donating 10% of every workbook sold to the Maui Wildfire Relief and the Washington State Wildfire Relief Fund. So go get your workbooks. Help us donate if you want to make some donations as well. Um, it's all there on the website. And don't forget to like and subscribe below. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, The Works. The Works. The Works. We're, on We're everywhere. Just type in Let's Talk TMA and you'll find us. Yeah. So thank you all again so much for watching. And we'll see you all next week. Have a great week. <laughs>